views expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants in no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Thank you, Roger, and good morning, America. It's Tuesday morning, 9.05, and we have another edition of the award-winning Authors Hour on WNRI.com Worldwide. And today, uh, we have another outstanding author, Rhode Island author. Paul Magdon. Paul Magdon is in the building. Third visit, third book, and now you invited them after number two, and I'm glad we did. We should have an exciting show for you. And as you know, on all the shows that we have at WNRI, correspondence is by Wayne, WNRI, at Yahoo.com. For any of your questions, comments to our guests about his books, the publishing business, uh, anything to do with getting that book out there. And also, happy birthdays today uh, to Bob Howe, 63 today, Z Rocco, uh, Mike Keeler turns 33 today. My niece, Wendy, uh, Heidi, uh, Heidi Grover turns 45 tomorrow on the 27th. Uh, Richard Savory uh, from the Autumn Fest fame, uh, director last year. And Dana LaRose, hairdresser from Harrisville, has a nice shop up there, turns 40 tomorrow. If you see him, wish him a happy birthday. The first part of our show is going to be sponsored by one of our original sponsors of the show, the Association of Rhode Island Authors. And we also have a lively literati, and that's the end of the month, the last Thursday of the month, at the Shasti Tree Room, uh, Tea Room. And I forget some information on that. Oh, a Lenore Renown, a Winsaka resident, who's uh, been a volunteer heading that up for the last maybe year and a half or so. Uh, she's tied up now with a lot of other business ventures she's going on. So we have a new host of that series, Damont Combs, C-O-M-B-S. And he's also got uh, featured speakers, uh, Marie Michaelvelli, uh, Wind City Poems of Lust and Desire, and then Open Mic. And that's going to be the last Thursday of the month at the Shasti Tea Room in Cranston, Rhode Island. Paul, have you done that venue? No, I have not. I've done it once, and I had a good time. And I've attended two other times. And then the Open Mic stuff, unbelievable. It's amazing what comes up to that mic. I'm going to have to try it. It's a lot of fun. It really is. And it's uh, a growing audience. It seems to be a lot of writing groups from Warwick and Cranston, young people. They're very interested. And then they get up and they read right off their cell phone. Interesting. It is. It's, a mad it's amazing what talent we have out there. So let's listen to a little bit about the Association of Rhode Island Authors. Uh, it's only a mere $35 a year to be a member. You get that back tenfold with all the events that we are either sponsoring or been invited to to sell your book. Association of Rhode Island Authors. Anyone can join the Association of Rhode Island Association of Authors. But you'll find that a published author and an aspiring author with a complete manuscript will benefit most from our membership. In addition, your membership fee helps support all Rhode Island's most 
talented writers. Benefits of being an ARA membership include networking with dozens of local published authors at our monthly meetings that are always held on the second Thursday of the month. Presentations from industry pros on a wide array of published topics, exclusive invitations to speak and conduct your presentations at libraries and other venues, advance notice of any expos, festivals, and any other event where books are sold, a reduced table fee at the Rhode Island Authors Expo, a website link in IRA's members directory, and so much more. Check us out at www.riauthors.org. I did. Also, Belu's Flowers will be opening up in a couple of minutes. They'd like to thank all of their thousands of customers for the great turnout for Valentine's Day, all those fresh flowers that were delivered and picked up at the store, and also the people that bought the raffle tickets for the uh, Mardi Gras Queen, and she won the lady from Vos. Congratulations and thank you for everybody participating. Belu's Flowers, for over 60 years at 665 Diamond Hill Road, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. Phone number 401-766-3165. Jeannie's a full-service florist and gift shop, also stocking Inferno Ice Melt in the shaker size, 5-gallon and 50-pounders, Canadian hardwood pellets and stove-burning supplies. Avon and fresh produce, Jeannie Biss and Ralph Elou also stock vegetables and flowers, seeds, annuals, perennials in season and all valentine mother's day easter and fall decorations open seven days a week flowers and gifts for any budget Belo's flowers and gift shop at 665 diamond hill road one socket rhode island give her a call at 401-766-3165 over 70 years in business right here what great experience they have with their customer service also the association of rhode island authors has a gofundme page and we now have 4455 out of our goal of 25000 You can go right on the site, aria.org, and you can have a donate right there on it. And it's all tax deductible for a nonprofit. Now, Paul, I'm going to give you a lead to stock your books and to do a book signing. Okay. Right? One of our sponsors that started with the show is Book Lovers Gourmet. They're located right here on the side of the Rhode Island border a local independent bookstore owned and operated by Debbie Horan since 1995. It's at 55 East Main Street in Webster, Mass., and she's very receptive to all of our guests. Our phone number, she opens at 10 o'clock, is 508-949-6232. Uh, it's an indie bookstore, a huge section on children, including puzzles, gifts, artwork, and also featuring Hogan Brothers Coffee Roasters, also available by the pound. Homemade pastries are by Phyllis Bakery. Authentic expressional drinks, 100% fruit smoothies, and frozen hot chocolate, dark or white. Debbie is astute. What a businesswoman she is, president of the Business Association of Webster and Dudley. But what I'm talking about is her Facebook page and her web page. Check it out. At Book Lovers Gourmet on Facebook, like it. She has a chalkboard on her website, an event calendar that'll choke a horse. She has more different talent in there, exhibitions, artwork, uh, musical, you name it. It's happening at Book Lovers Gourmet. And Paul, you've got an invitation to give her a call, get up there and get a, do a book signing up there. Sounds like a plan. She's got a real good promotion program for the authors and poets, and you usually get a pretty good turnout. 
Okay, sounds, that sounds great. Thank you. Yep, very, very pro-business. She's also got a, a deal going on, too, that uh, she put in. Treats for your sweetie. She's still got a few left from Valentine's Day. Homemade chocolate pops, chocolate dip marshmallows, books, jewelry, soaps, and candles, and so much more. And I did see for Valentine's Day, she had a huge section for romantic books. I think there were 50 off. She might be extending that right now, too. Wow. In the building right now, right in front of me, about four feet away, we have a fantastic author. What town from Rhode Island are you from? Pawtucket. Pawtucket, Rhode Island. The home of the former Red Sox. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. a shame. but. <laughs> okay, let me give you a little bio on Paul. Uh, Paul. Like I said, it's his third visit on here. And the really good books, I invite the authors on that newest book to get in touch with me. And uh, I'll read the books, look at them, and we'll get them right on the air. Paul Magnan has been writing stories that veer from the straight and narrow for many years. That happens to be the name of this new book. He has had several short stories published along with his first two novels. It seems to me the act of creation is both objective and subjective, especially when writing. My themes, including the theme of this piece, tend to dock surrealism, especially in my shorter works. He has been inspired by Lovecraft, right here from Rhode Island, Bradbury, Poe, Shirley Jackson, Neil Gaiman, and so many other giants. His first two novels were K.U., The Unknown Book One, The Coming of Dis, and K.U., The Unknown Book Number Two, The Oracle of Zealock Isle. Zealock, yes. Zealock Isle. His genre is dark fantasy for most of his novels, but essentially anything goes for my shorter work. I can be surreal, absurdist, humorous, speculative, and the only common thread is darkness. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. This is quite a change-up for you, this style of book. Yes, it is. This is a collection of short stories, your favorites of all time, probably? Yes, is there some that have been previously published, uh, some that haven't. Okay. Now, on this format also, I spotted something in the back that I've never seen. You put 23 uh, short stories into this uh, collection of this book, and in the back of it, you put five micro stories. Yes. Very interesting. <laughs> Those are stories that are approximately 250 words or less. Okay. Now, are you working on a third book of that novel series? Yes, I am. And any date on that? Nothing yet. Okay. Uh, we just need a. I just need a new publication date, and uh, once we get going, uh, we're gonna be good. Now, I've noticed you're a hybrid uh, publisher through CreateSpace. Yes. That's your way of doing it. Right. Okay. And uh, with the change that. Create Space had in the last year going to was KDT or KDP or something? Yes. Has that affected you drastically on your format, how to do it? No, it's been a learning process, but once you, you get to understanding uh, how to work with it, it, it's not really all that bad. Okay. Uh, do you plan on continuing with Create Space? For the time being, yes. You're going to stay that route, going that route? Yes. Okay, uh, I've noticed on Rhode Island the last year or so, there's been four or five bookstores that have opened up. 
So the pendulum is going the other way instead of them, so many that have closed right. in the previous 10 years. Now it seems to be a rebound coming on. In your experiences, I've seen you at a few of the book uh, sales and expos that we've had. Do you maintain an email list? You have people sign up uh, to get on your Facebook list or email list for future books coming out? I do not, unfortunately. I'm still, I'm still getting uh, a lot of uh, stuff organized. And that's one of the things I do intend to do. But as of right now, I do not. But as soon as I have that, I will be uh, advertising it through my Facebook page and uh, Goodreads page and all the others. I noticed also you were one of the 52 authors that we had uh, two weekends ago where the Cumberland Library, the uh, book expo that Aaron Kuchu put on. And it's amazing. Uh, I've been doing it every year they've done it. And the evolution of the tables on how much more professional our authors are. Not all the authors that were there were members of ARIA. There were independent authors there, some from Massachusetts, some from Connecticut. But I would say that about 45 out of the 52 were our members. And the different displays that they have now with the pull-ups. Yeah. Uh, I've ordered one now, too, a 33 by 81. Uh, it's a slide pull-up, like a shade type of thing. Right. And you have the one-time investment of the rack, but then you can interchange the pot on it, say, for a different book. Uh, the tablecloths, uh, the presentations. Uh, I added on a rack where I hold like 12 or 14 books right on the table. Yep. Uh, everybody had a little candy dish and cards and stuff like that. And it's amazing how much everybody has matured as an author and a marketing person. So yes. when you become an author... You don't automatically retire from your day job and rest on the royalties. Absolutely it, not. <laughs> it does not work that way. Uh, Publishers Weekly came out with an article about two months ago, and they said the average author, successful author, not a one-hit wonder, can look for income of about $6,000 a year from it. Oh, yes. I mean, um, unless you uh, hit it very big, which is a long shot. Uh, this isn't something that you're going to uh, depend on for the rest of your life uh, financially, but it, it's from the heart. And that's basically the reason to get into it. It's from the heart. You, you, something you want to do. It's something you love doing. And that, that's not what it is for me. I mean, if I make some money from it, fantastic. But I'm not thinking, okay, I'm going to become a, a millionaire and base my financial life on this. I know that that's, chances are it's not going to happen. But... I mean, there's only so many Stephen Kings out there and people like that. So, no, I, I do this because I love it. Now, on the road with the book signings and your network that you've established already, have you touched anybody to inspire them to follow their dream on getting a book out? I hope I have. I hope I have. I've talked to a lot of people. And, uh, in fact, uh, at, this, uh, at the Cumberland Expo, one last person came and talked to me about independently publishing and we had a pretty good discussion about it because he had a book that he was thinking of trying to uh, get out there and he was asking me questions i was giving him the best answers that i could and he seemed to take a lot of, away from it so i uh, hopefully uh that, that gentleman will get his book out there give him the confidence to follow through on it correct yes that's what i find on the association of rhode island authors the networking at half hour 45 minutes before our meeting and then after 
and then how the discussion goes during the monthly meetings that we have. Right. There's an awful lot of valuable networking going on that save all of us costly mistakes. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, falling yes. into that trap ourselves because somebody's already done it. Right. Or um, thinking outside the box a little bit. You know, uh, you're into sci-fi, which is a very, I think, to me, that would be difficult to write. Uh, when you were growing up and the black and white TV, well, now I'm showing his age, the black and white TV. <laughs> <laughs> I did have, yes. <laughs> in the 50s. And what I had for an influence with Rod Serling in the Twilight Zone. Oh, absolutely. I loved that. I was glued to that. Yeah, Twilight Zone, Night Gallery. And so much of that has come true. Yes. <laughs> it's now a reality. <laughs> the writing on that was unbelievable for its day. Mm -hmm. And then uh, Jules Verne, uh, uh, 50,000 Leagues Under the Sea, and all right. these other uh, type of things like that, that come full circle around. Is that the type of influences that got you going? Oh, yes. That, that's that's part and parcel of uh, my development as a, as a writer and, and what interested me. I, mean, I loved, as you said, Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, Light Gallery, all those anthology-type shows that had the darkness, that had the the whimsy, and it just made you think. It made you wonder exactly how much is out there that we don't know about. And I, I loved those shows, and absolutely, they were a great part of uh, my development as a writer. I did a little research yesterday about the author, and we have uh, Paul Magnan in the studio right now, and you're listening to The Author's Hour on WNRI, a fantastic intellectual show coming to you every Tuesday morning. Good reads, five-star ratings. you got quite a few. Oh, thank you. People around the country have read the books and took the time to make the comments on that, which is very, very important to any author. Yes, it is. Whether it's negative or positive, You've got to get the feedback to get you going on that. You also uh, on a blogger, Mad Swirl? Yes, that was a... Uh, uh, that is a uh, online magazine that, uh, that that published one of my stories. In fact, it's a, it's a story that I've included in my uh, new anthology. Okay, hey, uh, let me get into that. Uh, I talked to you in the studio before we gone on, and the association has three years in a row of our own anthologies. Uh, Shoreline, 19 different authors, 19 different interpretations, what Shoreline means to them. And then uh, 2017, it was under the 13th star. Over 30 of our authors uh, submitted works on that. It really come out different on that. And then last year, we had our third one, uh, selections with over 40 of our members in that. And I noticed, Paul, uh, you put a story in them. What does that story revolve about? The story is uh, Always to the Never End. That's a title. And basically, for me, it's the writing process. It's uh, a surrealistic take on my writing process. And it, the imagery is of universes being birthed and dying and being rebirthed again. And that, you know, that to me is writing and getting it out there than writing some more. Was that your first contribute to any anthology? Or you win sci-fi anthologies or anything? That's my uh, first one for, yeah, for an outside anthology, yes. 
Okay, you think you want to get into more of that? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I enjoy it. Thank you. I really do, and uh, I enjoy the whole concept of an anthology. Uh, I told you before we came on, I got an invitation yesterday. Beyonce has got a new anthology, and I was selected by Simon & Schuster to submit work to it. Beautiful. And I thought it was a, a crank email. I, I, really, <laughs> I thought it was spam. And I'm saying to myself, now we're stepping up to another level here. But, and the fine print, it says, submit it. Not accepted. Exactly, yes. So I imagine that's going out to quite a few hundred authors out there or people in the business. But it was kind of flattering to get that. Oh, absolutely. And then realize that she will use her name and not write a single story in that. It'll all be submitted work and another way to do it. Well, that's what, everyone knows what her name is. I mean, uh, that, that's going to be the huge selling point, I imagine. Yep. In the marketing part of it, too, with their fan base. is unbelievable. Right. But uh, it's another thing that's happening. And uh, you look at the Academy Award this week where uh, Peter Farrelly from Cumberland got involved with that script on the Green Book and uh, comes away with the movie of the year. Right. <laughs> uh, something about Mary and the other ones that we actually debuted right here at the uh, Stadium Theater to a record crowd. And who would have thought it would ever get up to this level in between. And he had to make that break just for this one isolated thing from his brother. But uh, it's amazing. Uh, one of our authors, uh, Julian Ayotte from Cumberland, is coming up in a couple of weeks on the show with his new book. And he's getting bites now from Hollywood on a couple of his. And uh, also Paul Carancia, one of our board members. Right. He's got one on that last guy that was hung in the state of Rhode Island. Okay. And that's got a, a couple of tastes behind it in Hollywood for a movie on that. So you can be discovered. Oh, absolutely. The other one that was self-published was out of Boston a couple of years back with Ben Affleck, Martians, that got all kinds of a national awards in that. That was a self-published book out of Boston. And yeah. somebody found that story and liked it. I had heard that, yes. That's something. It, it does happen. It does happen. How big is a sci-fi market? Well, it depends. I mean, I, I don't do hard sci-fi. I don't do spaceships and robots and things like that. But you combine that with fantasy, it's a, it's a sizable market. It really is. I mean, people wonder how much more there is out there. And wonder exactly where science is going. And some people think it's going in a scary direction. Some people think it's going in a benevolent direction. Now, I think it's a little bit of both. And you know, depending on uh, people want a hopeful uh, scenario and some people just want to be want to be thrilled. I mean, either way is legitimate. It, it helps with the, the banality of life, I guess. And But the, the market is huge. It really is. It really is huge. Mm -hmm. Okay, are you a member of any uh, sci-fi groups in Rhode Island? Writing groups or anything like that? No, I am not. Okay, but they must be out there. I imagine, yes. On a weekly basis or yes. a monthly basis and a lot of networking again on that. Right. Uh, Comic-Con? I've been, I'd love to, but it just really hasn't come together for me for that. Well, it's quite an investment, too. Yeah, that's the thing. That's You're, you're rolling the dice on that. Yes. Stock-wise, for the inventory, whether it's going to work or whether it's not. Uh, although I have participated in uh, Necronomicon, which is a once-every-two-year convention in Providence that 
is uh basically it's it's for uh, HP Lovecraft. I'm trying to think of the right word, and I can't right now. <laughs> but it's it's based on uh, his writing and his influence. Now we got right around the 300 mark for uh, members of the Association of Island Author. I've never asked this question before. I hate to put you on the spot, but how many sci-fi writings do you think we have in our group? 20, 30, 40? Oh, again, uh... There's quite a few, I think. I, yeah. Sci-fi slash fantasy slash horror. Any, anything that's, uh, you know, non-conventional that deal with different worlds. Yeah, that's... Uh, we've yeah, about that many, I would say. Got an email here from Connie from Worcester, Massachusetts, and she has a question for our guest. How do you pitch a bookstore to stock your books? I just tell them what it's uh, about and uh, the, what the market niche is and and let them know that there is a customer out there for this book. And, uh, and I believe that we could both benefit from my book being uh, in their stock. Okay, now, do you offer your bookstores an option, um, 90 days, 120 days, if they don't sell, that you'll gladly take them back? You can do it that way. Uh, we, we do sign an agreement yeah, based on uh, percentage-wise for sales. And um, we it, it can be done that way. But, but a lot of them will just let them be there until uh, either they sell or you decide, okay, it's not working, and then you... Uh, does some of them. your bookstores go with consignment versus an actual sale? Yeah, yeah, we, we do that too. So uh, so you're very flexible. Yeah, we'll say, oh, you yeah. get the book in there, let's see, see how it rolls, right. see if the customers from that bookstore are interested in that type of book also. Correct. And you know, they're going to promote it too, or they're going to put it on the back burner and when nobody sees it. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, uh, it's, in, their, you know, it's in their advantage to promote it as well. Uh, right now, uh, you've got, this is the third book. You're working on another uh, book three of the first series on the novels. How much time a day do you allot to writing? Do, I, do you have a regiment that you do? I try. <laughs> Unfortunately, real life gets in the way. I've got a full-time job, and I've got my family, and I've got my house, and I, I try to a lot. A specific amount of time, but it almost never works out that way. Uh, I mean, uh, on weekends, I can get more done. On a vacation, I can get more done. But if I try to make it a regimen, I know it's not going to work out because something is going to come up. So I just do it whenever I can. Yeah. Uh, the other thing on that, dreaming. I have not met any writer so far in my life that doesn't dream more than a regular person. <laughs> and I have started now when I have that, I usually dream a book from start to finish in one night, I, a future book coming up. I got many, many things to like, I can write on if I have the time. And when you have that inspiration in your subconscious and that, do you write down some notes on it? Say oh. two thirty in the morning. Sure. I mean, absolutely. Good. Uh, sometimes it, if you dream it and you wake up, you write it down, and then in uh, the sobriety of the next morning, you look at it. I mean, sometimes it's like, what was I thinking? Other times it's like, wow, this could really work. 
So you, you always do it, just in case you get something decent. Self-publishing. On your books that you've had, you control all of it through Create Space. Covers, content, changes, and all that. Yes. The book one, book two. Did you have to change anything that you saw glaring? The cover or the, the first pitch on the first three pages? Did you revise it? Well, the thing of it is, book one and book two are not out yet on Create Space. Uh, right now, unfortunately, uh, they are out of print. But I am going to be uh, republishing them. And I will go back to them and see exact, exactly what needs to be done. And I got the advantage here in that the book three and a concluding volume are already written. So basically all I have to do is give it a once-over, and I can pretty much get them get them all out. But you saved the PDF files and everything else on yes. book one, book two. Oh, absolutely, of okay, course. Okay, so you're not under contract to stay with them. You can jump through uh, Lulu, Bird, oh, oh, yeah. whatever you want, oh, yeah. and just-in-time printing. Absolutely. The way they're doing it now. Right. Harvard Bookstore is doing it live now in Boston. Mm-hmm. I'm Live right in front of you, they're printing a book. It, it's amazing how the uh, printing, digital printing has changed right now. Okay, so that's the story on that. And uh, do you have a name yet for that third book? Yes, uh, it'll be uh, Q the Unknown, book three, the, the Grimoire. Basically, it jumps ahead 20 years from where the book two ends. Yep. Because there are certain characters that are just being born or their children that are now going to be adults, and they play a significant role. In fact, many of the adults for books one and two take a, a lesser role, and the newer generation takes a more immediate, more important role. Uh, i got a question for you. In your opinion, opinion, the first two books of that series targeted what age group? What would it be appropriate for? Uh, probably uh, older teens and adults. Uh, younger it's not young adult. I wouldn't, no, it's not for grade school. It's not for middle school. Because there's a lot of adult content. I mean, it's, they're violent. They, well, they're not pornographic, but they do have some sexual content. And there's uh, some profanity that I've used, you know, in keeping with what the characters do and who they are and their environment. But without going overboard. So, yeah, I would say uh, older teens and adults. Editing, how did you handle that in your first two books? Well, when I was first being published by uh, Writers Amuse Me Publishing, who has, they have since closed their doors, unfortunately. I, I had a publisher there who taught me a lot. And she really uh, showed me a lot about editing. I mean, I don't have access to her anymore, but everything she taught me, I'm doing for these books now, so... It's, it was an education, and I'm glad for it, and uh, it really helped me out a lot. Yeah. See, I, I would suggest anybody, especially their first book, get an absolute independent editor, because there's no favoritism, there's no bias, nothing. Exactly. Never, never give it to a family member. No, no, no. They're going to glorify you. Yes. They, they're not going to help you on that. No, you need someone absolutely objective. I, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and the better you can... Uh, I've got one author, she's got 33 books out, she has four editors, one's in Australia, 
and she goes with a consensus of the four because, you know, you really get a really good different opinion, right. you know, from four different angles on it, even on a character basis. You know, kill that character off because a lot of hers are series. Mm-hmm. Or do you expand on it because you're onto something? Right. And there's so many ways to change this. You're listening to the Author's Hour, and uh, right now we're talking with Paul Magnan. The name of the book right now is newest book out. This is available in print right now? Yeah, it is available. Yes, it is. Okay. Veering from the Straight and Narrow. You can see it on all of our websites and Facebook that I put out there this morning by Paul Magnan. It's got a red cover on it. Did you design the cover? Actually, that was one of the covers available to me, but I like the way I like the design, especially in connection with the title. Uh, it looks like something veering. Yep. So, so to the once I saw it, I said, "Yep, that's my that's my cover." <laughs> Your instinct, you got on it. Yes. Too. I want to thank you very much for coming in, Paul. Well, thank you very much for having me. Let me know when that third series of the sci-fi comes out. Okay. I'll read that first. And then we'll get you back on the air and see where those characters are 20 years later. Sounds like a plan. Thank you very much. And thank you very much for taking the time to come in on the Author's Hour on your very busy schedule. Okay. Okay, Paul. Thank you. That concludes that part of the show. Now, this and other books that we've interviewed on the Author's Hour, we also get a lot of emails, a lot of requests on the phone after the air. Where can we buy the book? And now we've answered that problem also. Please enjoy. AuthorsHourBookstore.com New and slightly read books If you heard our author interview on our Authors Hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne, WNRI at Yahoo.com for any locator service or a closeout book. Again, it's the new AuthorsHourBookstore.com Hey, I got a deal for you on a facial, but it's not on a human. Got your interest up? Paparazzi Dog Grooming. 12 Money Hill Road in Chipatchet in the Allied Auto Parts Plaza, across from Citizens Bank, has great dog grooming specials for you, including $5 nail clipping. Also, pet facials are a specialty. Call for an appointment, large or small dogs. Call Rihanna Ballou at 401-952-7664. Gift certificates always available at Paparazzi Dog Grooming, 12 Money Hill Road in Chipatchet. Transportation and limousine services provided by CJ Transo Fairbanks. And also, there's some nice sales going on at Little General. There's one in your neighborhood. Locally owned and operated local taxpayers. Little General since 1970. Top round roast. Uh, Jeff and Chef Gary McLaughlin are going to put a nice recipe on that this week on Wednesday. On recipe for a good day. They got it on sale also as a companion for that menu at $4.49 a pound. Extra lean stewing beef. What a time of the year now. Put it on the wood stove or in the crock pot. Make a nice beef stew. On sale right now and also whole white American cheese. This is not a typo. $2.99 a pound. Stock up right now. Grilled cheese and so many other things on that. Do you know we have a comic book store in Northern Rhode Island? And how big that particular part of the publishing business is. We're talking about Green Dragon Comics. Now at their new location at 1 Victory Highway in Chipatchet at the intersection of Route 100 and Route 102. Right there at the stop sign next to the bank. The Colonial Building right on the left-hand side. Uh, there's a barn in the back all remodeled. 
Wednesday through Friday, 12 to 8 p.m., Saturday and Sunday, 10 to 6. They also added on a gift shop, which is open Saturday and Sunday. Uh, open about noontime. She's probably in there doing some stocking now, too, on her day off at 401-949-2076, whether it be a comic book, a board game, role-playing, and the thing that I really got educated on, Magic the Gathering. Another business-savvy gal up there, Green Dragon Comics. You gotta like it on Facebook and get on her mailing list on that because she's got single sealed events, two-headed sealed events. You geeks out there know what I'm talking about. You bring your laptop in and you start creating at Green Dragon Comics. Amazing inventory they has in that store. Books also there too. Okay, we got another note on some future authors coming up and some events coming up. And I've got them right here also. I'm just looking for my notes. Uh, Bruce Wilcox will be on next. Guess up. He's on Sheep Tales. Okay, he goes from his second World War book to a brand new genre for him. A children's book called Sheep Tales. I've already seen it over in Cumberland. Really, really nice. And uh, a girl from Ponegansett High School did all the graphics in it. John Torreson co-authors a book, Misfortune's Last Mission. And that's uh, the last, uh, the late Boroughville resident Raymond Nure's story from the Second World War where you survived falling out of a plane that was shot down. Again, uh, second time we talked about a Julian Oyette from Cumberland Butch is going to be codenamed the Lily coming up at a future date, early March. Uh, that's number five for him. And I'll tell you his writing is uh, excelled to another level right now. And I think Hollywood's going to be knocking on the door very shortly in Butcher's lifetime. Uh, James Ignacy, author of Rhode Island's Disasters, Tales of Air, Sail, Sea, and Rail, going to be a future guest on the show. Uh, poet Richard Ryan, he wants to come on the show too to uh, beef up our poet part of the show. Uh, local author Julian uh, Tannerbaum will discuss Changing Ways. That's a work she has out. Another poet that I've met from Oxford, Mass. I'm going to read a little bit from him right now. Uh, three books out. Robert Eugene Perry. I met him up at uh, Book Lovers Gourmet doing a book signing. Outstanding poetry from a local person. Rebecca Traster, Good and Mad. New York Times bestseller. I have her book at the house. I've read it. We're trying to make up an appropriate time for her to do the interview. I may tape it and have Jeff, uh, Jeff download it as an MP3 on that because her schedule is just absolutely crazy. Uh, Peter Larravee, one of our members of the Association of Rhode Island Authors, Legend Haunted on this uh, scale coming in. Wicked Piss by Ten Redstein of uh, Chronicle, a Boston writer up there. has got an outstanding book. The Indian Awakening by Brown Professor Fisher Oxford has already been read and trying to get on the schedule. And How to Be Yourself by Ellen Hendrickson, Ph.D., has already been read and trying to get on the schedule. So we don't have a lack of authors or poets to come on the show. And uh, it's really something the way this show is taking off. But uh, one hour, it's a whole lot of fun. Are you having fun? I know I am. You know, there's a common denominator going on right now. President's Day sale. 
Everything is cars and trucks. Everybody's trying to outdo the other. They're badgering us on cable and regular TV. But everyone you talk to comes back with the same story after the pitch. We don't want your used car. Sell it yourself. They, you know, they insult people trying to uh, trade in Ellie and Nancy, their regular cars that they've driven for the last 10 years. So we have an answer to that solution, too. A solution to that problem. Wanted cars and trucks. If you have a 2008 or newer car or truck right here in Barville on Route 102 Broncos Highway, give Alan Hopkins a call at Weston Hill Auto, 401-568-2324. They're also Rhode Island Inspection, and they got an oil change special too. Give them a call, Alan Hopkins at Weston Hill Auto, 401-568-2324, and we'll see if we can get that on the lot for you. Looking at the time now, trying to get everything in there. And I've got a poem here that I marked, and I'd love to get it over there. Okay, this is Robert Eugene Perry. I got three of his books. I met him over at Book Lovers Gourmet doing a sighting, uh, recital over there. And he had that whole crowd in his hand. This is one that caught my eye. I've read it twice, and it still moves me. The will of God is like a river. The will of God is like a river rolling towards a mighty sea. I try to calm myself to feel it and let the waters set me free. The river flows with grace and mercy. The waters roll with vibrancy. I stand upon the shore and marvel that such an offer comes to me. The river runs with wild abandon. The waves explode in ecstasy. You can staunch this mighty concourse, the rush of those the sun sets free. Almighty river, I beseech thee, take me now against my will. Sweep me in thy arms of plenty, till all the sudden earth be stilled. I stand upon the edge of nothing, looking, longing for the real. The barren wasteland weighs my feet down, Soil and spirit, both to steal. River, river, I implore you, rise strong and wild to pull me in. Don't drown me in your evanescence, that the true life may begin. And that's the kind of stuff that Robert Eugene Perry writes from Oxford, Massachusetts. I'm telling you, I got three books of his, and there is no uh, uninteresting or stimulating poem in it. The guy is brilliant. Really, really brilliant. I want to give everybody in the house a break today. Boy, did that wind blow the day and a half. Nine shovels for the sixth time this year. Another three inches yesterday. Jeff's saying it's sunny and balmy in one socket, and I'm shoveling up in Burrowville. And uh, wind, unbelievable wind. And uh, a warning to everybody, uh, the corner of Social Street and Diamond Hill Road has four-way stop signs. That light is not working. I ran into another one this morning coming down on Great Road in North Smithfield where the Dean Hollowell School is down in the hole at that traffic light. That's out of commission also. 
Be very careful driving anywhere in New England right now with the excessive winds up to 171 miles an hour on the top of Mount Washington. And the highest Rhode Island had, I guess, was 74 miles an hour. But it's knocked out a lot of the traffic lights with their separate wirings. It'll take a while on that. So please use caution on that throughout all New England. And on the same note, you know, the kids were out of school last week or at least part of the week. And everybody took advantage of Cereal's Pizza Rammer and Restaurant's 52-week Tuesday special. We're talking about a 16-slice large cheese pizza. Uh, Five-star rating by Jeff Gamage, a pizza guru in Northern Rhode Island. And that's on that nice cornmeal crust. 16-slice pizza, large cheese pizza every Tuesday for $6.00. Wednesday, they got a nice scallop plate for $7.99 with French fries, coleslaw, and ice-cold tartar sauce on the side. Coleslaw and tartar sauce are on the side. I do not like them warmed. 52 Sundays at Cereal's Pizza and Rama and Restaurant at the Bridgeton Triangle. And now I'm showing my age, but it's actually Church Street in Pasco for the GPS. Sunday dinner for two, $19.99. Six to ten entrees include soda, coffee, decaf or regular, and a homemade dessert. Dinner for two. Give the waitress an extra fin on that. It'll make her happy, Jimmy happy, and you happy. Don't forget to call Jimmy Ponty. Just turned 64. 401-568-7187 for any collation, any type of catering, whether it's in-house or by delivery by calling 401-568-7187. One of my favorite sandwiches there, I invented it. It's the Fenway Park Special. <laughs> they combine meatballs and sausage. No cheese. Do not put cheese on it. Green peppers, red peppers, heavy on the red peppers and onions, and that nice John Orlando signature Italian sauce that'll live on forever at cereals. It'll bring you right back the ambiance of Fenway Park on Yorkie Way. And I'll tell you, baseball is down in Florida, and we can't wait. We'll see the Red Sox and the St. Louis Cardinals in the 2019 World Series. Harvest Moon Health Foods opened up at 10 o'clock today, too. Over 300 varieties of herbal tea. How long has it been since you've had raw milk? You can buy it right there also. Harvest Moon Health Foods, Route 21, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza in Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Healthy foods for a healthy lifestyle. Gluten-free products. Over 100 dried herbs, nuts, and seeds. Healthy snacks. Help your body to reinforce its immune response. Hemopathic and herbal allergy relief. We stock quality brand manufacturers, including Against the Grain, Rudy's, Nature's Plus, Vatlin's Organic Oils, Food for Life, and so much more. Natural honey and organic coconut sugar, raw milk. Elderberry for flu remedies. Consumer-friendly hours are Monday through Wednesday, 10 to 6 p.m., Thursday to Saturday, 10 a.m. to 5 p.m., and Sundays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. HarvestMoonHealthFoods.net, Unit 4, Colonial Plaza, Putnam, Connecticut. 860-928-2352. Proud sponsor of Brian Tag and the number 9 in the late model at Thompson Speedway. Are you a small business in the tri-state region that just experienced a lot of sign damage yesterday with all those winds that we had? 
Are you looking after you're doing your taxes right now? You want to increase your bottom line with, with some new signs? You want to get a new message out there with the newest possible ways to get that message across? Oscar Hancock and especially Desiree with an E on the end, they will show you their 60-inch screen on Providence Street in Woonsocket, what a portfolio they have, all the latest digital signs, regular free hanging signs, repair work, uh, wraps for your vehicle. They just made a beautiful sign for me, 33 by 81, for an author's sign on a roll-up like a shade. Anything that's new in signage to drive those customers to your door. You only got five to eight seconds to make that resonate with them to turn that wheel to come into your business. Oscar and Desiree, especially with an E, will drive those customers to your store and increase your bottom line. Is your business looking to send a message? Smart business people use the talent at American Beauty Sign Works at 345 Providence Street, Woonsocket, Rhode Island. A sign for every business plan. Call President Oscar Hancock at 401-767-2922. Specializing in the newest style digital signage. A few like Ye Old English Fish and Chips, Little General on Cumberland Hill Road, that Mr. Roger Lapier changes daily with the in-house maintenance. Yes, that's right. You can do the maintenance on your message. No need to apply for a change over the phone. Standard signage for lawns to showcase your business, vehicle wraps, computer repairs in-house, and big screen in-house at 345 Providence Street, Woonsocket, Rhode Island, to show their large portfolio and then for you to design your own logo or message. Political signs to business cards. American Beauty Sign Works will deliver customers to your business. Please phone 401-767-2922. Your business bank account will thank you. Okay, I just got an email in from Paul Conley. Over 30 years right here at Bullseye Shooting Supplies on Park Avenue. And he says, Wayne, he said, get this President's Day sale in right now. These sale prices are effective from February 14th to February 23rd. What a hot deal he's got. Glock Gen 5s with STD sights, 9mm, on sale right now. This is regular nav na nationwide pricing, $599. Paul's going to pass those savings on to you right now. Today's price, get your income tax back, $539.95. He's also got a Glock Gen 4, 9mm, 40 caliber. Regular nationwide price is five seventy nine. He's going to pass those savings on to you right now, four ninety nine ninety five. With the mention of Wayne on the author's hour, he's also got a beautiful firearm, a Howard Highlander camo. This is a standard three hundred eight rifle, and he's going to throw in a four by sixteen scope. Nationwide, check it out. These are not made up. Regular price on this combo right here is nine oh nine ninety five. And Paul, Marcel, the rest of the crew over there that do guns, going to pass those savings on to you at seven ninety nine ninety five. He's also got twenty five dollars off any nineteen eleven in stock, any caliber. Bullseye shooting supplies. They do guns. They don't do archery. They don't do fishing. Paul, Marcel, the rest of the crew, they do guns and ammo and everything associated with it. What an assortment of knives they have over there, scopes, holsters. They've got sales every aisle in the store. 
Open six days a week at 9.30. It's the President's Day sale going on right now. You tell Paul Marcel you heard it at WNRI. Bullseye Shooting Supplies, over 30 years at 837 Park Avenue. Give them a call if you're looking for a certain gun or ammo or reloading services at 401-766-4409. Did you just inherit a double-barrel shotgun in the closet? Somebody passed away? Swing by and show it to Paul. He'll tell you whether it's sellable or usable or not. Now, also, when you come out of a, a group meeting, you'll always find somebody kicking the tires or slapping the top. They lock the keys or the key fob in the car. Who are you going to call? Ghostbusters? No, I got the solution to that, too. Larry's 24-hour towing and Boroughville Motor Sales share the same building on South Main Street in Pasco. You can call them at 401-568-6286 for vehicle state inspections, lockout service, jump starting, or did you just buy a vehicle? car, truck, or motorcycle, you want to get it home because it's unregistered, give them a call at 401-568-6286. They also do expert bodywork and insurance estimates right on the premises at Boroughville Motors and Larry's 24-hour towing. I use them all the time. Great work. 401-568-6286. Looking at the phone right now and my clock and my wristwatch, it's 958. We're moving right along. And uh, let's see what's on the schedule. Let me see here. Uh, we're going to be down at the statewide chamber business after hours in Cranston on 326. Discover You Wellness Expo. We're going to have a group of authors there on 310 in Walker, Rhode Island. And uh, let me see here. 44 Independent Book Publishers Association in Chicago, Illinois. The Providence Book Festival will have a group of ARIA members there, 426 and 427 in downtown Providence, Rhode Island. We'll have a contingency at the Book Expo in New York, New York, uh, May 29th. Oh, the Richmond Community Market starts the farmer's markets, too, and we'll have an influence down there. And we've also got an invite now to the uh, Boroughville Farmer's Market. We'll be uh, signing up people for that. And uh, the Boroughville Arts Festival, uh, Situate Art Festival, the Autumn Fest, uh, New England Independent Booksellers Association, Hollyhock Writers Conference. Uh, you'll see an influence from our writing group at all these fine events throughout New England. Uh, next week, Bruce Wilcox will be here. And I hope you enjoyed today's interview with uh, Paul Magnan on his 30th book. And uh, please, uh, make it a goal in 2019. Uh, make it right now and be dedicated to it. Make it a vow that you're going to have 25% of all of your purchases at a local business. Think about it. Do it. It comes back tenfold. The January-February months of a small business are the most expensive for a business to operate. Bad weather keeps the people away. You can't shut the oil off. You got to do the snow plowing. You got to do your taxes. And then you look around and somebody's been working for you. And isn't this his time of the year? You got to think, you know, he deserves a raise. Please support all of your small businesses and restaurants, especially January, February, and March. It's the most expensive months to stay in business. You'll see a lot of them fold right now. It'll be a confidence builder for them and you. 25% of all your purchases in 2019, do it local, and you will see the immediate return on your investment. Whose door do you knock on for a donation? Your local business. Sponsoring, soccer, baseball, you name it. 
These people are the lifeblood of your community. Please support them. I do. Thank you to our fine sponsors, guests, and emailers at waynewnriyahoo.com and for tuning in to the Author's Hour. Remember to shop locally and to read a book, and tomorrow, please have the best day of your life. Your host, Wayne G. Barber.